Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello and welcome to another episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds enjoying our conversations with friends. Absolutely. And today we are continuing our conversation with Shauna Scott. Shauna is uh, currently in, um, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, and she uh, has a family of three kids and her husband, Jason. Uh, this, she shared last week about the story about how God first got engaged in her life, which was beautiful, but then how, man, how God has guided them through uh, changes in school and seminary, and it's really, really cool. I love the question about what's the one thing that God, you just have to do uh, while you're breathing on earth. That's a fantastic question, and that was a question that got both Jason, her husband, on on this track, and now we're, we're learning how, okay, how did God move Shauna into what she's currently doing? So welcome back, Shauna Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So yeah, the the question of what is the one thing you must do has been a guiding post for my husband and I, because uh, we have to make sacrifices, sacrifices um, in whatever career we have, whatever leadership God calls us to, whatever path, sacrifices have to be made, decisions have to be made. And so my husband and I have used that question to ask each other um, Mm -hmm. so that we know as a family unit what it is we're going to do to move forward in our obedience to the Lord as a married couple, as a family. Um, And as God would have it, much of my passion and calling aligns with what my husband's passion and calling is. That's not always the case in a marriage ministry Mm -hmm. partnership. Um, but what is always the case is working together to follow the Lord in obedience. What does that look like for each family unit, for each individual? And I really do think it's that what is the one thing you must do is is kind of like where it begins. So for my husband, wow. it was he must, you know, disciple. Um, for me, it was I must write. Hmm. Wow. So you're it's you were just pre-COVID. And you were had yes. gotten involved. You were doing classes, I think, online, uh, largely mm-hmm. through Dallas Theological Seminary, through one of their programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of talk us how how did God guide you through that into the whole idea of writing and blogging and podcasting and speaking and pouring into the lives of others. Great question. Thank you. Um, my spiritual experience, my my Christian walk, has carried attention. Uh, before I went to seminary, I had a lot of uh, like a spiritual, I, I call it spiritual, but just just a cosmic um, encounters relationship with God that had no label. It was just a relationship with, with Jesus. Um, I d- but I didn't know how to study his word. His, his word was really intimidating, overwhelming. So going to seminary made his word my friend, made me be able to understand how to open the word, how to read it in the way in which it was written to be read. 
Um, but marrying those two, because when we get really heady in our relationship with the Lord, we can sometimes lose that relational intimacy with the Spirit. So my journey has really been how to meld these two things, how to listen to the Spirit, and yet how to be sound doctrinally in knowing God through His Word. And then with those two things, um, discerning uh, purpose. Um, we each, you know, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, you know, he, he prepares in advance the work we are to do. And so as I've been on this journey trying to, to learn how to live in the wholeness of the Christian life and the wellness of my soul, um, what I mean by that is uh, I'm constantly un- inundated with messages and images of who I should be or what I should be doing. And we are limited, finite people. And so in my seminary journey, I really wrestled with what is life going to look like after seminary? And I really wrestled with my Christian sisters that I saw on the internet being discipled by Instagram rather than the word of God. And these two things came together where I'm like, I want to make a difference for them. So many of my sisters that that profess Christianity no longer attend church. Uh, my neighbors that say they're Christians no longer attend church for various reasons. But we have a, a generation of my, my passion is Christian women, but I but I encourage brothers and sisters in the Lord. Um, but but we have a generation of women that are getting disconnected from Christian fellowship, being discipled by pithy quotes on on social media. And, and they need to be discipled into a deep abiding relationship with Jesus. And I think the plethora of anxiety through COVID, but just anxiety in general, um, is, is a result. And, and this sounds very judgy, but it's my heart's passion. But it's a result of not having an abiding relationship with Jesus. Because when we know God's word and we can hear the spirit, um, then, then we know what he's calling us toward every moment and all of the things that usually cause anxiety start to crumble and slip away. So in the podcast, in my writing, in everything, the Lord is starting to kind of unravel and reveal, um, I'm on this journey. I'm not, I'm not at the other end, like Paul, you know, he strains forward to what lies ahead. I'm on this journey of living with a well soul. And I want to take others with me because I think there's so much more to the Christian life than having the right answers or having spiritual experiences. There is wholeness to be lived in every moment. Mm, that You're is right. so good. And as you were talking earlier, um, well, you mentioned it in the first episode and you've mentioned it here. Um, something was missing in your personal growth and development. There was not discipleship. Those that brought you to the Lord, right. I mean, I'm so glad they were there, but uh, it's just missing. And Tracy and I talk about it so much, and and we both are involved in a university, uh, but we're very relational, and we do not want to encourage or support just this lecture leadership. <laughs> we want to encourage and support mentoring type of servant right. leadership. How how are you able to do that? And uh, yeah, just talk to us more uh, from your heart about the need and what we can do to help other people do what we're encouraging them to do, what we say we believe. Mm, 
Great questions. The first thing is um, any online ministry that I engage in, I always encourage whoever reaches out to me, I always encourage them to get connected in personal relationships in the local church. Um, that the, the, the local church is still the best thing. Um, we are the body and we can't be the body disembodied. Um, discipleship is best done face-to-face in community. So, uh, so even though I encourage um, and exhort and inform online, I am not those people's discipler. Mm. I encourage them toward discipleship. It is my conviction that discipleship is relationship. And I cannot disciple someone I don't know. But I also, every Sunday, I do have a discipleship community that I pour into. I meet with 12 women every Sunday morning in a classroom at my church. Um, I'm discipling those women. And there is a couple from uh, my church community that I am in deeper relationship with and deeply discipling those people for a season. Um, so I think in ministry leadership, uh, there, there's the broad stroke of how Jesus ministered to the masses. And so for me, I consider my online ministry the masses. But then there's those few where we have personal, intimate, I can call you out in your sin relationships where iron sharpens iron. And I think that is so missing in our cultural context of Christianity in America. Um, But I do believe that revival will truly come when a disciple makes a disciple who makes a disciple who makes a disciple. Amen to that. You know, I love the model too. You're talking about Jesus and the masses, Jesus and the 12, Mm -hmm. but inside the 12, there were Peter, James, and John. That so mm-hmm. that you've got he's he's doing all those things. Well, one of the ways we lead well in leading others is leading ourselves. Um, what are some of the keys that that you have have discovered on how to lead yourself well as you're leading others? Thank you for a wonderful question. Um, <laughs> the the two things um, two words that come to mind is obedience and habit. Mm-hmm. Um, leading myself well, it means, uh, daily and, and, and I'm not trying to be form- formulaic, but, um, my habits have to be God first. Mm-hmm. Um, so every morning I'm not t- saying what the formula should look like in our intimate relationships with the Lord every day. I might, eat, it looks a little different for me, honestly, but I have that chunk of time set aside where God is first. I seek him before I seek anything else. Um, And that habit actually forms everything else. And when I skip that habit, (laughs) then I start working in my flesh. And honestly, my emotional, my mental, my spiritual, my relational life starts getting all wonky. Um, So for for leadership, leading ourselves, putting God first in whatever that looks like for your context. Um, And then secondly, um, discerning obedience. What does obeying God look like for us in this season of life? Um, because I think it shifts and changes in different seasons. What obeying God looked like for me five years ago, or even two years ago when I had to homeschool one of my children because he wasn't flourishing. I had to put everything else aside and homeschool him for a year and a half. Um, that was obeying the Lord. Uh, 
now that all my kids are in school, I'm reimagining, I'm rediscerning what does obedience to the Lord look like in this season? So I think leading ourselves well um, in leadership, whether it's secular or in the church or ministry, um, is seeking God first and then living to obey and discerning what that is. Because when the bottom line, when we are dead, let's just be honest, when we are dead, what is going to matter? The only thing that's going to matter is John 17, 4, that we finish the work that God gave us yeah, to do. And for each of us, that looks different, mm-hmm. but we need to know not to compare ourselves with other leaders, not to look to see what others are doing, but to make sure that our intimate relationship with Jesus is so close that we know what he wants us to do, mm-hmm. and then we obey it. That's so good. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. I didn't uh, give you a warning ahead of time. It's <laughs> uh, it, it could be a sensitive question to many audiences, but uh, we're talking about leadership. And Tracy and I are listening to you tell these stories of just from your heart of how you want to do discipleship and help others and guide them in, in their journey. You are leading. There there are segments in our in our culture of Christianity, of followers of Christ, who do not hand the microphone or leadership roles to females. That breaks my heart. I believe that for the, for the building of the kingdom, we need ladies like you who are leaders like Absolutely. you so that we can hand you the mic and learn from you, let you teach us, guide us, and mm-hmm. mentor us. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to hear how you work through that um, yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And I do serve in a very conservative Christian culture. Um, and so I do not have a title or position. Uh, and how I've navigated that is uh, leading through influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my voice is invited... Uh, making sure that I'm not lobbying myself, but I am adding the value that the Spirit is leading me to add in that moment. Mm. Um, I know that the Lord is above uh, gender roles and uh, what can be perceived as limitations for women in leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And if He sees fit for me to serve in a capacity, then He'll open those doors. One of the gifts of writing is that I can make a living Mm. uh, working for the Lord without having to have a title. Mm. But should that be, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. Perhaps, I mean, I I so empathize with, as as much as a male can empathize with with a female, I I embrace that, I see that, uh, I hate that, that is the case, and I'm dedicated to help change that. Uh, and that change comes all too slow, Shauna. Uh, but I want to encourage you to be faithful in the things. I love what you said. Yeah. Uh, you talked about twice you used the word that leadership and positions. Well, positional leadership is absolutely the lowest level of leadership. Uh, but the influence that you have, uh, I think recognizing that God has placed you in places, uh, either online or what you write, uh, that will always have influence and serving appropriately in those areas to the very best of your abilities, being the best you can be, being faithful to that, has opened and will continue to open doors for you 
as, as you do those things. And the provision, well, we just have to look in the rearview mirror and see, well, God has provided in the past. <laughs> He'll continue to provide mm-hmm. now. Meanwhile, meanwhile, having, as you said, having said that, let, what can we do to help the cause of the body of Christ waking up to appreciate fully and pay fully uh, as we ought to? So there are not the gender differences uh, in compensation. I, I think that guys like us, the, the, the Chris's and Tracy's in the world, have to be, if it's courageous, then courageous to say, you know what, that's wrong, we shouldn't do that. Uh, and we need to to make sure that it has equity and that justice is served here. So I appreciate you taking, uh, well, the courage to even say yeah. that. She, you, If you could just see, we were getting to watch Shauna talk, and she hesitated. <laughs> it was like her mind was saying, okay, do I say this? And I'm so glad you did because it needs to be said, Shauna. And I, I want to yeah. say to you that for all those times, Whenever those have happened, as an as an older as your older brother in the Lord, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sincerely sorry for the times when you've either been taken for granted or you haven't been compensated as you would have been and should have been. Uh, and let's do all we can to change that yeah. in our present and our future. But thank you for mm. your faithfulness and thank you for offering the gift so faithfully and so beautifully. I might add, I enjoy mm. your podcast. Yeah, and your attitude, you. your atti- your attitude is just so good. You're mm-hmm. you're humble. Uh, you're very wise. You're very intelligent, and you're just pursuing God and guiding others as you do yes. that. Well, before we close this last session, I want you to uh, just tell our audience about how to find out uh, more about you, um, your website, uh, your podcast, your writing. Uh, let's, let's just kind of end by letting this be a beginning for, for our audience to get to know you better. Thank you, Chris. Um, so my website is wellsoulpodcast.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well, wellsoulpodcast, uh, TikTok, um, but I really encourage uh, any audience that wants to be encouraged in their faith to go ahead and subscribe to my weekly yeah. email. It's free, um, but in that weekly email, I every week I encourage with a devotion, getting into God's Word, uh, questions for prompting to listen to the Spirit. Um, it's really in those weekly emails that I'm helping and hoping that people can move one notch closer in their relationship with the Lord. What would be some final words uh, to encourage our audience to do that today? Um, To just start, to just be before the Lord. We don't have to come to Him in any special way. We just have to come. And I think when we come to Him, even if it's awkward, if it's with tears, if it's whatever the way it is, when we come to Him... He leads us on a journey toward wellness and wholeness. Mm. Well, that is so good. This has been great, hasn't it, Tracy? It really has. Thank you, Shauna. It's mm. a pleasure. I tell folks Thank all the so time. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Any day that I make a new friend is a great day. So you've mm. made my day a great day. <laughs> so we respect you and love you and honor you today. And thanks again for being a part of Next Step Leadership. And let's do that. Let's come Thank to, you. Let, let's come to Jesus. Let's have the right people mm. around us. Uh, those who are mentoring us and those that we are mentoring. Let's continue learning, but learning together and letting 
God guide us so that our next steps really are our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, a weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you joined us. You can find us on your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Tracy Vennell's new book, Second Chair Leadership, How to Serve, Thrive, and Lead from Where You Play, is available now at ctracyvennels.com or Amazon. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their musical releases at casualamericans.com or your favorite music supplier. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.